We're back. Hello. You might recognize me from such streaming services such as Northwest Church. Uh, we are back and live. Hurricane Dorian will not shut us down or stop us. Uh, I don't know how much you saw previously. Um, we had a good five-minute countdown. That was okay. great. Yeah. We had the countdown, and then the camera went a little bit crazy. But, Ryan, can you pan over to our great uh, home uh, church crowd that we have here? pastors are hiding back there so uh welcome we we decided that it it uh it was a good thing to just go ahead and cancel the official sunday service so we're live streaming from pastor pete's house um, we're gonna have our usual format um so we're gonna do some worship we're gonna have some announcements we're gonna have some good teaching it's gonna be just like usual and it's gonna be unplugged and a little bit more intimate this morning so uh without further ado we're gonna clip away did i I was going to say, I didn't do anything with my nose hairs or anything. Um, so we're going to clip over here to uh, uh, Pastor Jared, and we're going to have some worship. So Ryan, try not to mess this part up, okay? <laughs>
backup singers back here. The backup singer back there is the best. <laughs>
All right, Ryan, you're gonna move. You're gonna stay there. You wanna sit over here. We are, we are moving on. Uh, we, uh, yeah, we're a very mobile church. Uh, these kids are having a blast. Everybody say hi. Hi. So Jim Elliott, Jim Elliott, I saw your comment. He said uh, it reminds me of Directions 30 years ago. Um, so, so this is a, a tribute. And uh, so we see everybody commenting. We're watching. I hope you guys are having as much fun as we are. So uh, some housekeeping stuff, some announcements. Um, we have uh, the men's prayer breakfast coming up this Saturday. Uh, we have the healing session uh, happening uh, this coming Sunday. We'll be back in our, our usual home. And then uh, also small group semesters are starting back up. Mm. So um, get ready for that. Go on the small group finder because there's all types of new stuff that's popping up. New, new ones, uh, new activities, uh, new age groups, new sides of town. There's so many new small groups that you got to go into the small group finder to find it. Uh, that was redundant, but anyway. Um, and also, coming up Saturday, September 14th, we have the Greater Than Conference. Yeah. Rick, is it going to be amazing? It's going to be fantastic. Best one yet. You heard it from him. Uh, so that's going to be 9 to 12, and uh, the, the theme is, do you want to try to leverage uh, and, and move from having success to having significance as well um, in your business, uh, anywhere you find yourself. So it's, it's going to be for people that want to try to make that pivot, make that shift, and it's going to be uh, the best one yet. You heard it. Uh, so it's going to be off the chain. Um, so uh, those are the announcements. Um, what else do we have? Now, listen, Pastor Ryan has a kids' church announcement, and I just want to pre-apologize. I don't know how this is going to go down. I'm taking over. All right, let's go. Come on. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. We're running around. They, we're the fastest ones here. They can't catch us. So we're over here. Guys, this is really, really cool. We've got, um, at the end of this service, Hi. at the end of this Hi, service, we have, we have 10 minutes, 10 minute teaching for all the kids, all the families. So if you are a family at Northwest, and you know these guys, um, 10 minute teaching at the end of this for you guys, for the families and the kids together. If you want to get in on that, we have a special app for the families. So tell us right now, just comment below if you want me to send you the link to get on that app. If you're a family at Northwest, if you're already on there, it'll, it'll come on as soon as the service is over. If you're not on there, then let us know and we'll send it to you so you can join in with all the fun here. Sound good? Hi, Sounds good. Let's go. All right, we're going back. <laughs> So, that was our children's church announcement. And uh, <laughs> I walk right into the shop there, my favorite cousin, her niece, thank you. Um, so, uh, what we're going to do, uh, we, we're going to pray and uh, we're going to turn it over to Pastor Peter. And, uh, and as usual, most of you um, give online, so, so we're going to pray and we're going we're gonna to ask God to honor that. Um, obviously, we're not taking up a collection uh, where we're at right now. But uh, we want to thank all those for being so generous. Um, so we're going to pray, we're going to thank for the offering, and we're going to um, turn it over to Pastor Peter. So, Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord. We thank you for those that, that have been generous and, and have heard your calling and have watched your spirit move through their obedience, Father. And so we ask that, that we constantly have hearts that want to pursue being closer to you, that we're never content 
We're never content with our level of closeness, Father, that we can always get closer to you. We pray your Holy Spirit would pour out in this place right now, Father. And there is no distance, there is no technology that separates what your Spirit can do. So whatever is happening right here, I pray that it is manifest in every home that is streaming right now, Father, that your Spirit is heavy on the people watching. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome Northwest Church. Welcome to the broadcast. We're so excited to have you here today. I kind of miss the whole uh, the, the, the kids' music that, that plays me in, so I can actually dance my way into a sermon. It just doesn't it doesn't feel normal to preach without a song allowing me to dance my way into the into. You the, can dance. We'll be I right. can do that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I don't think you really want to see it from that angle. Let's put it like that. But uh, this is exciting to do this because we actually did this two years ago with Hurricane Irma as well. Um, we, a couple of things I want to say is, number one, we're so grateful for all the people that serve on a Sunday morning. Um, you, the, your heart and soul between about 40 and 50 people serve every Sunday morning. And you put your heart and soul into uh, uh, serving the people that come together just to gather as a body of Christ. And uh, we didn't want to put you in that position to have to, um, to, have to serve while the hurricane is bearing down on us. Looking at the window, you wouldn't be able to tell there was a hurricane coming our way at all. But the fact is, it is on its way. It's a hurricane five. It's gotten worse than we could ever imagine. Of course, I'm sure everyone is praying. Let's pray for our brothers and sisters and those that even on our brothers and sisters as well. Um, what's exciting is, the second thing is, what's exciting is there are people from all over this city, all over the state, this country, and even this world right now that are tuning in. Um, to be a part of this Northwest Church community. We want you to know how much we love you, how much we pray for you, how much we appreciate you, and we want you to reach out. We want you to contact with us. In fact, one of the coolest things that has been happening in our church is, of course, we're starting our new small group semester this week, which might not be happening exactly this week because of the hurricane that's going on. But uh, uh, one of the coolest things is one of the the fastest growing part of our church is actually online groups and um, uh, Pastor Phil and Dr. Linda Weekly have been uh, fashioning some of our online groups. They are online pastors and um, they have been running, um, they've been running uh, 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 these online groups and they've just been growing and that's really cool because we're living in that day and age where we can have people being connected together through the internet. Now, oftentimes, you know, you're usually just scrolling through things and you're just watching things or looking at things that are online. But to literally actually connect with other, another person that's speaking back to you and with you, that's important. That we really believe in the power of community. We believe in uh, that community supersedes just a feeling of connection through the internet. We really want people to have community. So if you're actually watching online and you're not in a group or you don't, you can't even make it to the attendance of our church on a Sunday, we want you to, 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 to find a way to connect with us truly face-to-face, -face, even if it's online, because we believe that there is power when two or three are, to gathered, are together because the Bible says that's where Jesus is. And, uh, and so today we're going to be talking about our new sermon series this whole month. And, and I'll be honest, I was thinking that we would not actually talk about this because this month is all about treasure. And I'm thinking, you know, we're doing an online thing. We've got a hurricane party going on. Surely we don't want to talk about treasure. We don't want to talk about that because it seems like 
You know, maybe that's not, this must be more appropriate thing. Maybe we should be appropriately talking about Jesus walking on water during a storm, etc. But the fact is, we plan these series about three to six months ahead. Right now, we're already six months ahead into what we're going to be teaching about at Northwest Church. And these are things that we put time into, we put prayer into, we put effort into to make sure that we're really seeking the things of God, to bring about the things of God that, that are giving us the path for the future for our church. And so I figured, you know what, we should just go ahead and follow and trust that, that this is the word for today. Recently, I, I, I like watching, um, you know, on, on my phone, I like following the BBC app. Uh, I read the news from around the world and and news articles and, and things that are going on uh, around the world and interesting things that are happening and there was a really cool thing that was happening or a really cool thing a real a really cool article that was online recently and uh, and and it was actually about a, a lady a young lady that they had found a skeleton really that they had found in the ground that they had found buried and uh, this young lady was um, and she's actually called the ring lady they've given her a name the ring lady and maybe that's not so unusual that she had rings on. It's not unusual that they find someone that's buried, but that she was buried and she was adorned in all this jewelry and all this uh, gold and, and rubies and gems, and all, even on her fingers, and, and, and it was all around her waist. She had these big gold uh, um, uh, amulets or whatever they call them that were around her waist. And that's not so odd because, you know, they, they find pharaohs that are buried with treasure. They find, uh, they find people, and uh, rich people that are buried with treasure from ancient days. But what was odd was the archaeologists knew exactly who this person was. They knew exactly what the time was that she died. They knew the day that she died. They knew uh, uh, how she died. They knew where she was. They even saw how she was actually, how the position that she was in. And, 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 and maybe that doesn't seem so odd either. But there was no gravestone. There was no documents to explain why she was in this position, but how did they know who she was and why she was in that position? It's simply because of this. It was actually because she was buried in an ancient city called Pompeii. Now, some of you already probably know about the story of Pompeii, where in AD 79, uh, Mount Vesuvius erupted in this massive uh, ball of ash and, 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 uh, and lava just poured out from this, this volcano and it buried this small city and it killed about 1,500 people in the city. Now they had found it about 1,500 years ago, no sorry, about uh, in the 1800s and they had, uh, they had been digging up more and more things. They found animals, they found humans. But what was interesting was how they were trying to escape this natural phenomena that was happening. But what I found really interesting was that this young woman was adorned in all her jewelry. In fact, it was, there was all this jewelry that was laid around her. And I find it fascinating because it was like in the middle of a terrible, horrific thing. I wondered if she was like probably many of us where we feel like we need to gather up all the things that we really need in life that we actually don't need in life. We gather up our jewels, we gather up our money, we, mm. got, we start wanting, we've got a hurricane that is bearing down on us right now. And many of us are getting prepared for this hurricane, as we should do. It's good to look after our stuff, it's good to uh, protect our family. But sometimes I think what we can do is we can worry about things that we think we can take with us. When the fact is, Jesus said that those things are temporal. Those things will just come and go. You can't take jewels 
and money and riches with you into the next life. In fact, we're going to look at uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, and I know you're maybe live broadcasting right now, so maybe you can't use your Bible app at the exact same time as you're watching this, but maybe some of you actually have an old-fashioned thing called a real Bible. Maybe you can look it up right now, but we're going to be reading from Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, and uh, uh, Matthew chapter 6, starting at verse 19. This whole month we're talking about treasure and we're really trying to get down to the nitty gritty of talking about money. Now I'm going to be honest, we as a church have never taken the time to take a whole month to talk about money. Why? Well the, the honest fact is we just don't put a lot of value into it. We don't think it's the primary thing in our lives and we don't think it's worth putting a lot of uh, uh, stock into. But the fact is, here's an interesting fact. Jesus talked more about money than he did about prayer, about faith, about fasting, about heaven, about salvation. In fact, about any other topic in the Bible, the New Testament, Jesus talked more about money and treasure than any other thing. Now, what does that tell you? Now, it's got to tell you something, that he was pointing the importance of how we need to learn how to handle money and how much money is somewhat a barometer for us. Now, you probably, you know, from wherever you come from, we even have different names for money. I mean, they, they say that Eskimos have, what, 54 words for the, for the word ice or snow. Well, in all of our cultures, we have all these different words for money, like a, a, in my, my country, we call it dosh or smackaroonies here, then you've got Bula. moolah, <laughs> bucks. bucks. Bacon, cheese, uh, getting hungry already, bread. Um, dough, uh, bread. Why is it we're naming f money after food? I don't know, but that, that seems like that, that's what we do in, in America anyway. And, and, and the fact is we have all these different names, like Eskimos have all these different names for snow. We have all these different names for money, and we have it in our culture, but in churches, we don't necessarily talk about, at least in our church, we don't talk about money that much because... Yes, I think there's sometimes bad examples out there where all they do is talk about money. Well, we don't want to be that type of church, but we definitely have to give attention to it to understand how to handle it properly. So let's talk about Matthew chapter 6, reading from verse 19. I'll skip a couple of verses. And he says this. This is Jesus speaking. He says this. He says, do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth. Do not store up for yourself treasures on earth now that would seem like we should get rid of everything that we have we should get rid of our ipads we should get rid of your smartphone that you're holding right now we should get rid of our really nice new lawnmowers we should get rid of our toys our game stations i don't know what you kids have got but we should get you are you with me on that one no the kids are saying no they're not they don't want to get rid of that stuff he says do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moths and vermin some says rust where moths and vermin destroy, and where thieves break in and steal. If you've ever had anything stolen from you, it's really annoying. But Jesus goes on, he says this, But store up for yourself treasures in heaven, where moths and vermin do not destroy, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your, what's the word? Heart. Heart. And I bet you all around the world you've literally just said that word. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Let's skip to verse 24 there. And it says, No one can serve two masters. 
Either you will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. In the old language they said mammon. Now notice he said the word hate. Now just let me give you a quick explanation on that word hate. Hate is not like our word hate. You know when we hate, we have this visceral anger and bitterness against someone or something. The word hate is in, in that language is, is more about putting something in its lower position, in the right position of being beneath or lower. Remember when Jesus said, unless you hate your mother or father, your brother or sister, uh, you cannot be a part of my kingdom. He wasn't saying that we literally have to hate those people. He was literally saying that we have to put it down in its lower position. That's why he literally said, "For where?" Uh, so that's why he goes on and says, you cannot serve both God and money. Now here's two thoughts I have for you. Two, two thoughts that I have about the way that Christians actually look at money or, 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 or handle money. The first one is this. It's often that I find especially is common with pastors. This is the problem with pastors. This is a pastor blight. That ministry is good and money is bad. Ministry is good or business is bad. But the fact is, I don't think that's what Jesus is saying here. See, actually, I fell into this myself. And maybe it was my cultural upbringing from where I came in Scotland. But I remember years ago um, getting frustrated that I wasn't making enough money as a church. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. We, were, we were, had big dreams and big goals and trying to plant a, a, an awesome church. And so it, t- it took a lot of money. So we, you know, we didn't pay ourselves a lot of money. And I remember going to Pastor Mark and saying, I'm just not making enough money. Can I start my own business? And I remember him saying this to me. He said, I don't care what you do. As long as you do your job, go do whatever you think God's told you to do. That was, in a sense, that was a words of release that I needed in my life because there was this overdeveloped sense of responsibility that I felt that because I was a pastor now, I could only be about ministry. Sometimes I think Christians do that. They feel guilty because they're doing business, but I should really only be doing ministry because that's the thing that's really important. The fact is, they're both important. In fact, when I was down in Peru, and uh, I remember going, uh, going down with Rick, and, and uh, in fact, there was a team of us, and we were down in Peru, and uh, uh, I became friends with this guy called Juan Carlos, and he'd actually come and stayed with me in America for a couple of weeks. And I was down in Peru there, and, uh, and he said, hey, I want to come in, I want, you to, I want to show you my place of business. And I'm like, okay, that's cool, I, sh- I should go see my, his place of business. So we got in his car, and we drove to his place of business, and he had a t-shirt factory. And so I said, uh, I said, oh, you make t-shirts here, that's cool. And he said, yeah, I make t-shirts for like Tommy Hilfiger, for Ralph Lauren, US Polo, all these expensive t-shirts. Um, uh, clothing companies and then he, he literally went walked around the factory and just started picking up shirts and he goes that looks like it'll fit you and he put, put it in a box and I just walked away with this box of really expensive t-shirts and then I started asking him this question I said when did you start this factory when did you start this business and he said 1996 and I remember when it hit me like a ton of bricks because that's the year I came to America and part of me was like what have I been doing? This guy has been so successful. What have I been doing? And he said, I started in 1996 with my mother-in-law and my wife, and we just started making shirts, and we'd sell it in the marketplace. We just built it up and built it up and built it up. And then I got saved, and I became one of the leaders at a local church, and now I have about a 1,000 people who are under me that I, you know, I have to look after, and I have to pastor. And now I'm moving into politics now, and actually he's a congressman now. And I remember listening to his story going, oh my gosh, I can't believe how much he had achieved. And what really struck me, what encouraged me was, If he can do it, I can do it. 
If he can see significance and value in all of those things for the kingdom of God, then I can do it as well. And that gave me boldness. That gave me confidence. That gave me encouragement. In fact, I even went to Ukraine this year and I went to India this week, this year. And I asked them what their thoughts were about ministry and doing business too. And the fact is, this is somewhat of a disease around the, around the churches around the world and even around pastors, that once you do ministry, that's the only important thing you should do. The fact is, business is important because it is used for the things of the kingdom of God. It can be used for that. And in fact, there's nothing worse than trying to be a pastor, but worrying about money, but worrying or being, you know, you don't even have to be a pastor. You can just be a Christian, but you know what it is when you worry about money. It takes up your time. It takes up your attention. You don't have the energy to put it into, into the ministry that you want to put it into because you're actually worried about money. Here's the second thought. Here's the second thing that I think that Christians can often fall into. The first one is that ministry is good. Money is bad. The second one is this. I can do business, but I have no time for ministry. I have no time for doing the things of God. Sometimes I think that is probably the curse that comes upon those that get older. That once you get older, you have kids and you realize, nuts, I've got to pay for these bad boys. I've got to pay for this, 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 this beautiful house. I've got to pay for this business. I've got to support now all of the staff that actually works for me. And, you st- and, and bosses start to worry about uh, how they're going to sustain this and maintain this. And it takes up more and more and more of their time. And now, 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 now I'm not saying that you, sh- you shouldn't be putting time into your business, but oftentimes we can start putting that above the things of God. We put it above the things of God in such a way that actually we now no longer give time to ministry. We no longer give time to other people. We're only about money. Not to say that money is bad, but we're no longer giving ourselves our time, our talent, and our treasure. Remember when Jesus said this, he said, he said in, uh, in verse 21, he said, For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Your heart will actually follow wherever your treasure is. I heard it put like this. Where your investment is, there is your interest. Let me say again. Where your, tr- where your investment is, there is your interest. Interest is not just talking about money. It's talking about your attention as well. Now, it's not saying that you can't have both because... You can have both. It's just that both can't be your master, as Jesus said. Heaven can't be your master and money can't be your master. Getting rid of money does not mean that heaven is now your master. He neither says this, that you can't store anything. He's not saying don't store anything up. He's saying, no, go ahead and store it. Just store it up in heaven. In fact, there's one last scripture I'm going to refer to. We we won't have time to read it. But if you look at Luke chapter 16 the entire chapter is about money and it's a really cool story because it's about a story of the um about the shrewd uh, servant or the shrewd manager i believe is what it was the shrewd manager in chapter 16 of luke and the boss came along and he didn't like what his manager was doing with handling his business and he said you know what you're fired fired right <laughs> he said you're fired and so he, he, he was got fired, but he probably had a few days in order to try and, you know, get his, collect his stuff together. And he did a smart thing. He went around to all the people that owed money to his boss, and he said, how much do you owe to my boss? And he said, I, ho- I owe him a, a, a thousand bottles of wine. I mean, or, or was it wine? We'll go with wine, okay, because it must have been one heck of a party. A thousand bottles of wine. 
And he said, half your debt, only owe him 500. I'm going to change the books here. He went around to another guy. He said, how much do you owe? I owe 500 bags of grain. He goes, I'm going to half your debt. We're going to make it 250. Later, the boss found out. Now, if I was the boss, I would be livid. The boss was actually really impressed with his shrewd manager. Even Jesus was impressed with his shrewd manager. Why? Because there are two things that he was impressed with. He was impressed that the shrewd manager put the future ahead of the present. Let me say again. He put the future ahead of the present. He planned for the future. His boss was impressed and Jesus was impressed by that. The second thing he was impressed was that he put people ahead of things. Did you notice that? He put the future ahead of the present and he put people ahead of things. You see, there are two things that matter to our Father in heaven. People matter and eternity matters. People matter and eternity matters. And everything that Jesus was talking about when he was talking about scripture, about the kingdom of God, he was saying, use everything in your arsenal. Use everything that is at your hands. Use your business, use your home, use your family, use your money for the sake of the kingdom of God. In fact, here's what he said in Luke chapter 16, verse 9. This is the last scripture I'm going to read. He says this, I tell you, use worldly wealth to gain friends for yourself. Why? So that when it's gone, you'll be welcomed into eternal dwellings. Wait, did Jesus really say that? He literally said, use your money to lay up treasure for yourself, to win friends, to convince people to like you, so that when they are saved, they'll actually welcome you into heaven. Now, now, now that doesn't mean you just go and just give all your money away to ministry unless God's telling you to do it. And if you want to, just click the button at the top. Right, I'm kidding. Um, um, it's, it's, a, it's, it's not that you just only spend money on ministry whatsoever. You have to look after your family. You've got to look after your business. But the fact is, is it in its right position? Is it, being, is it serving you or are you serving it? Now, we have our Greater Than conference coming up on September the 14th, I think. Is it the 14th? Yes, September the 14th. It's coming up. Now that whole conference is about learning how to take, how to become successful and then convert that success into significance. I'd love you to be there. I'd encourage you to turn up. It's only a three-hour conference in Northwest Church. But it's about learning how to take success, how to grow in success and take that success and then use it for the significance of the kingdom of God. The fact is, I think this is quite an interesting time that the that this storm is now bearing down on us. It's a hurricane category five hurricane. I mean, this is, this is probably one of the worst storms that we're going to see maybe in quite a while. It's a bad, bad hurricane. We know that. And many of us, maybe you're, maybe you're worried and we're going to pray for you. Maybe you're worried about what's going to happen. And, and, and I get it when, when sometimes these things that are out of our control can make us fear. But the fact is, Jesus told us, fear not. Probably the second greatest topic that he ever talked about was fear and having faith. Don't worry about what you've got. Don't worry if you lose everything. God can replace everything for you. Don't be like the young woman that, that, that tried to run away from, from, the, heart, from the, uh, uh, the, the volcano that was bearing down on her. And she collected up all her valuables because she thought that that was where her safety was. She thought that that was what was going to give her help. And the fact is there is no treasure on earth that is going to give you safety, that is going to keep you in a position where you're in control. Nothing will, will really give you that. 
be responsible with being prepared, but trust in the fact that Jesus has got us in his hands. And if we lose everything, he's got a million times more than you could ever imagine to put back into our hands. Treasure must be put in its proper position. Put it below ourselves and put heaven and Christ above us. That's the proper order of things. If you lost everything today, what would be put to your credit? If you lost everything in the next few days in this hurricane, what would be put to your credit? Would people be putting gratitude to your credit because of what you've given them? Would they be putting gratitude to your credit because you actually have helped them, you have, you have given your heart and soul to them to win them for Christ, to make their family be one to Christ as well? Listen, there is treasure that are being stored up in heaven for you right now if you put things in order in your life, and this is worth doing. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be handing this over to Jared to, to finish us off in worship. But let me just finish off in prayer here as we're about to strike up in a song of just closing together. Father, we want to thank you that you keep us safe in your hands. You've got the whole world in your hands. When things fall apart and they seem to like they're, they're not working properly, we get it that, 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 that the phenomena and the nature of things are that, that, that the hurricanes can come, that things can go wrong, that things can go bad. But at the end of the day, we're your sons and your daughters. We're the ones who are in your hands. And so we will trust that you will always look after us, even if bad things come our way. And so we put things in the proper order in our lives. We put things in proper order in our lives. We put money in its right place. We put our treasure in its right place. We put all the belongings that we have in its right place. And that is beneath us, not above us. We are not its slaves. We are the master of those things, and you are the master of us. Help us to become the shrewd servant that puts things in order. We ask this in your precious Son's name, and all God's people said, Amen. When the music fades, and all is stripped away, and I simply come. Longing just to bring something that's worth that will bless your heart. I'll bring you more than a song, for a song in itself is not what you have required. You search much deeper within.
much deeper within Through the way things appear You're looking into my starting up. We have the men's prayer breakfast this Saturday. We have a um, healing session this Sunday, and in about two weeks, September 14th, we have the Greater Than Conference. So now you guys get to figure out if you're going to make lunch at home or go out on your own. So we're going to sign off and say goodbye. Ryan, if you'll pan to everybody, everybody say bye! bye. bye.